Hey everybody, it's Thursday and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast where we get angry at our equipment. <laughs> Woo! What kind of equipment are you angry at, Hot Stuff? Uh, my lungs, <clears throat> mostly. Does that count as equipment? Uh, yeah, I what had to buy them. What slot is it in? Chest. Yeah, I've, uh, I've upgraded them twice. Oh yeah? Yeah. Oh. How? Well, once was, uh, by, uh, by an enchantment. I got, I got sweet, um lungs of underwater breathing <laughs> um and then i traded those in for um lungs of being sick all the time well no like that a was a gr- bad trade h- higher capacity but apparently that is also a higher capacity for uh for germs for germs, uh, for germs yeah. and sick and disease lungs of sick phlegm breathing here. Mm. How, how what are you what are you having trouble with riff um you know everything's everything's been pretty reasonable lately improv <laughs> oh, um, Christopher uh, Columbus. <laughs> oh, okay. Now he has been—he's been a major thorn in my side. I'm in trouble with penguins. <laughs> I'm having this problem where the floor is made of penguins. <laughs> ah, God, they are—they are nasty and brutish. I would not want a and short floor. Are they? There's that one animated GIF of that penguin just tripping the other penguin. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That sounds pretty anyway, good. They're cute. Penguins are pretty cute. They yeah. look like they're wearing suits. In, in small doses. In large doses, they smell bad, and uh, they're assholes. They're, they're apples? What? They're apples. Yeah. They're assholes. <clears throat> oh, oh, okay. Yeah. So when I asked if you could hear Kevin well enough to do the show, the answer was no. <laughs> well, yeah, apparently so. You can't tell. I, th- I thought he seemed like maybe I could hear him, but... It is. It's not clear. Also, I'm getting a lot of hiss. So, you can't tell your asshole from an apple. <laughs> it's going to be really problematic. Uh, we should get to the questions because we don't have a lot of time because we got to stop this. We got to roll out some sweet to content. Roll out the challenge. Oh uh, yeah. Panned. So I think I have the thread open, and I forgot to scroll down to the part where we got to on the thursday show last time so you haven't lost the thread is what you're i saying. haven't lost the thread <clears throat> blue scream says twin peaks feels like my only major roadblock in an ascension it seems like there's an awful lot of requirements to make it through the smart way resistances plus item plus in it and farming oil i'm a super casual player so i often forget to plan my pulls appropriately to get past this hurdle and have to brute force it i know it shouldn't bother me given how suboptimally i play but it is annoying has any thought been given to lessening the requirements or at least letting bonuses from familiars help with the tests the problem with letting bonuses from familiars help with the tests is that it requires a complete refactoring of the way that every familiar works. Yeah. Because all of the familiar code with only one or two exceptions is in fight rather than in get player. Um, I would probably be okay with lessening the requirements because I don't, like, that ended up just being super dissatisfying to play, I think. Hmm. Like, you feel, it feels like a failure to get the to automatic the complete on that, which it just doesn't on the others. And it's because it's like you failed to solve this puzzle. Oh, right. Right? And so it's just it like, yeah, I don't know. I think that one is just not designed very well. And it, because in my head, it's like, oh, well, you know, this just, this thing solves itself if it's, if it's 50 turns. But because the puzzle is so intriguing and because the writing is so good, like you feel like you're not it just it does not feel like success it feels like a failure right to do it and that's that's aggravating i mean <clears throat> you know maybe we could just do a thing where you 
automatically succeed the second time you try to do each of those things. Hmm. There is just a, there's a fall through fail state for each stage oh, that see. just requires another cycle of non-combats. And you don't like necessarily feel like you figured it out, but you do feel like you caught the guy and you found the thing and you survived the corpse lady and all of that. <clears throat> right. And just and right. just do that so that it takes approximately the same amount of time to auto finish it. That sounds reasonable. But isn't in a more narratively satisfying way. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I mean that seems that seems pretty reasonable. We're already revamping the revamps, man. <laughs> wow. But I mean, you know, it's because we do experimental shit. And We're also pre vamping some stuff. That's true. Post vamping. Up vamping. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sirham says, "What would you think of an aftercore location designed to challenge high-level players?" Uh, well, you mean like a Dreadsylvania? <laughs> I think that would be awesome. Such as an arena. That way, high-level players don't get bored by being able to bully their way around areas. Yeah, I mean, you don't want every. Uh, you don't want every fight to be challenging, right? It's just not. Yeah, it's, it's not the way this game should play. It's weird, right? Because boss fights should be challenging, but they're even hard as hell to balance now. Yeah. I mean, it depends on who you want to make them challenging for, right? The boss bat is probably the most challenging boss fight in the game. It's the one that people have the most trouble with because it's like they don't... When they get there, they don't understand mm, the hard. basics of needing higher stats. <clears throat> huh. Yeah. Goblin uh, King I always, is the one that I always have trouble with. Yeah, and you have to push off till later. Yeah. Just use the hat that you get from beating the Goblin King. Yeah, it makes you stronger. <laughs> um, here's the thing that I thought of the other day. Yeah. Uh, when somebody was talking about, it, it, you know, in that like horrible, horrible love songs thread, God damn it, riff. <laughs> um, <clears throat> somebody was like, the problem isn't that love songs are too good. The problem is that everything else isn't as good as love songs, which is both false and true. I mean, <clears throat> that's just re- that would just refactor everything in the game. Well, so the question is, what is the purpose of a combat item that does eight hot damage? Like, I would argue that it has no mechanical purpose for anyone anywhere in the game under any circumstances, ever. It's flavorful, mm. right? And it's a thing. And it's like, you could theoretically posit somebody who knew everything about the game and was put into some very specific challenge against a monster that you can only kill by doing exactly seven points of hot damage. So, you know, any more than that and it kills you. You could make something like that up, but, like, it is just kind of a... So I had this idea. Yeah. What if just the way that combat items work changes and you use a combat item and it does not take up a round of combat? And Hmm. you can do it once, and then you have to attack or cast a spell or use a skill. All combat items become like just instant total bonus damage. That's interesting. Uh It would certainly be a thing to code up and put on dev and let them see how it plays out for a while. Even better, it would make them slightly better, right? I mean, you'd be able to use you'd be able to use. Two of them, because you got Funksling? Well, so yeah, then that's the question. Like, what does Funksling do? Does it make it so you can use two items, and that doesn't take... I mean, there would probably be some combat items that would have to be redone. Would you get one combat item every round? That Yeah, probably. Maybe? Yeah, wow, that makes the game much, much easier. 
Yeah, but to who cares? <clears throat> for who? For who? Does it make it easier? I mean, it, it's so I feel like if combat items were a thing that in a run you actually wanted to use to make difficult fights easier, then that would be a reason for them to exist. Whereas right now, it's like, I don't want to use this because they might do a fucking world event where suddenly it's the currency for something much nicer right. is one impulse from people who've been around. And the other one is like, you can't... Like, if there was a fight that I couldn't win without using combat items, I would use combat items. People people do use some combat items, though. Like, yeah. the ones that do eight damage, probably not. But, I mean, <clears throat> I would argue that the the eight hot damage combat item is there to show you that there are cooler combat items mm. that yeah. you should be using. I mean, I can I can like, imagine <clears throat> getting an eight hot damage combat item and finding it useful when I'm level one, but I feel like you probably don't find them at that until later. But I don't think it is useful at level one because at level one, any attack is going to kill any level one enemy, right? So you can uh, kill anything that's, that's level true. appropriate without... And... and a thing that is going to kill you because it's outstatting you is not killing you because you're not doing enough damage. It's killing you because it's doing too much damage, mm-hmm. right? Because I, I feel like the boss bat just one hits people or maybe two or three hits people. And if you had an opportunity, I mean, there's the thing, like, it's already, if you know what you're doing, it's trivial to win fights at level right. in this game. And it's like, you know, what if what if combat items were always usable as like a fast action or whatever unless you had 20 monster level or more right and then that just became a feature of them that didn't work anymore because it made the monsters speedy it doesn't change competitive play it makes things easier it makes a huge category of items that are that currently have no mechanical purpose Hmm. into items that do a thing they're like a think new people thing would probably like people use combat items people do use combat items now right there's <clears throat> people use them to to stun people use them to stunning ones they do oh, damaging right. ones the the huge like pile of just damaging combat items but we haven't we don't tend to make combat items anymore at least that that just do damage they're trying a bunch to like of them in this path but they do crazy amounts of damage. No, they don't. They do like twenty. I don't think these. Everything that that does twenty damage also has some crazy other purpose. Well, okay, but right. So like that, that was just a that was just an adjunct, <coughs> right? And to we make didn't them, want them to be right. like we wanted sure, them to. We specifically yeah, didn't no, want people to be like, oh, awesome, twenty damage. I'm going to use all of these things. Yeah, I know, but I just uh, to me <laughs> it is dissatisfying. It is dissatisfying I, that I, a I huge chunk of cool stuff is useless. But no one would ever use it for anything I, ever, I mean, and that sucks because it, then that, in my mind that means it shouldn't be there. I also think that people, if if combat is trivial to survive, people are just going to. Sell but it's stuff. not going to be trivial to survive. You you are going to get as a new player. You're going to get one combat item for every twenty monsters you no, kill. They're no, not no, that. You, you just said combat is already trivial to survive. So it's not like it's not going to change. All it's going to do is it's going to make boss fight. It's going to make super off-putting, confusing boss fights a thing that a person at the appropriate level can clever their way around by using a limited resource, as opposed to a thing where they just quit. Because how the fuck do I beat the Goblin King? I mean, that should not be... The Goblin King should not be a fucking puzzle, right? It's... And, and like, leave and come back and kill him when you're level 9. That's... It fucking sucks. I hate that when I'm playing. Like, when I play a hardcore run, 
I get to the Goblin King and I'm like, oh right, this is the level five quest or whatever that I just can't fucking finish because I mean, there, there are, is no there are way. Already ways to. There are ways for the people who know how to do it, and so oh, what I'm, I'm suggesting is the idea that, of that just allowing people to throw arbitrary amounts of combat items is going to solve the problem, right? Like it's. I'm not either, but <clears throat> what I am convinced that it will do is it'll take a bunch of useless shit that nobody gives a shit about and make it into something that has a purpose that somebody might use. And it makes like it. I think it just basically trivializes ninety percent of boss fights that we've spent a bunch of time trying to. Not if, not if, d- all dungeon bosses are immune to it i mean we already we already they're already trivial unless we work around the methods that make normal fights sane sure it's i mean maybe it only works it only works that way against monsters with power less than a hundred solved right so it's just i mean you know i don't know it just to, to, to me that guy even though i feel like it was probably somebody who's kind of a dick that was saying this like that made sense, you know. It's like, yep, you're right. There is no reason to ever use these things. They just shouldn't exist. You know, they're just clutter. But I mean, they also were probably a joke. Well, they were a joke. I mean, they were probably made early on like to be a key to a tower monster later. I w- but like they is this like a key. do you think this is still true for someone with without all the accumulated skills that yeah that yes. a lot of I think these the, players have i think the first time somebody uses a firecracker and it does less damage than their normal attack they are never going to use another combat item hmm. until they learn some specific trick but i mean I, I don't even think of firecrackers as being combat items i feel like that's a secondary purpose for an item that has a has a primary purpose okay but the <clears throat> the primary purpose as far as the game tells you is that it's a fucking combat item that does like three hot damage you it, without reading the wiki, you nope. would never know that it was for anything else. Okay, but like, just just because like you are going to get items in the game, which like not every piece of equipment that you get is something that you want to wear. Do we need to change it so no, that no? But I mean, I'm not. I'm if, not okay, so if half of the equipment in the game was something that no one ever, under any circumstances, would ever use, even if they didn't have anything else in that slot, then yes, something would need to change. And that is what it is like for so like all the shitty food that drops in random places. Yeah. People in low skill hardcore runs eat it. It okay. has a purpose. People in bad moon eat it. So it has a purpose. Combat items have no purpose. They they are they devices have, they for wasting hit. a round of combat. They, they waste a round of combat. Hit. They are always worse than doing any of the alternatives. They always hit. There are times when if you have no MP and you are out leveled by the monster, it like They always hit, do one percent of the monster's hit points in damage and then the monster one hits you because that is what happens because of the way combat works in this game if you can't hit with a normal attack you're probably just getting your ass kicked if you can't one hit or maybe two hit the monster and when a, a dropped consu- we have dropped consumables in this game mm-hmm. that are item drops from monsters that do less damage than the zero MP starting skills that mist classes get Like, I I think we could multiply by 10 the amount of damage that all combat items do, and probably no one would even notice. You know, love songs and the ones that do scaling damage notwithstanding. Like, 
there is no reason for those items to exist right now other than if they are the key to a puzzle lock somewhere and by and large they are not and i just i find that dissatisfying it's mm-hmm. it like it is there because that's a thing that you have in rpgs is fucking combat items that nobody will ever use for any reason at all which is why sort of modern rpgs are starting to make them into something else like this is just a thing that you can equip and then it just gives you it's like a new skill that but you I, can I mean equip. I think it's I don't but, think it's going to fundamentally change player behavior honestly even if they are something extra that you can do in a fight right like you're still not going to use them against regular enemies because you're going to feel like it's a waste right sure and <clears throat> you're going to encounter a boss and you're not going to understand because you haven't been using them you're probably not going to understand that this is even a tool available to you. you know? I mean, unless the tutorial flies in and says, like, hey, maybe you should try throwing that firecracker in your inventory at this boss bat. There's almost nothing. I mean, unless we hand them a bunch of combat items in that fight, there's no way to guarantee that they will have combat items. They mu- they probably will. But, I mean, I think you end up with some just through normal play. And maybe not always. There's, there, you're right that there's probably no way to guarantee it, but we could I mean, guarantee it if we wanted to. I mean, it's. Do you think it is more aggravating to to have them use their one can lid or whatever in a fight? <clears throat> I think a thing that you would ever use game. is more interesting than a thing that you would never use, well, and no, I think that that I is mean, so inarguable. Like, and I do don't you, understand this friction. Do you think that people would be more annoyed when they're like when they finally get to the tower and they're like? that fucking bird t- told me to use this item, the can lid or whatever, and now I need it to get past so I have to go find another fucking can lid. No, because I, th- I don't think that person on that first run minds going back to a place that he knows, stomping on some enemies with all of the additional plus item drop stuff that he's accumulated that makes him a total powerful badass and huh. getting a can lid. I mean, I... Right, I mean, the, the way that the game tells you that is by having you lose against that monster, like, what, four times? So, no, I don't think they care. Hmm. Like, I don't, I don't think they're going to think back to three months earlier when the bird made them waste their can lid. So, well, fucking how long is a person's first ascension? I don't know. I mean, it's not two days, it's not a week, it's probably not two months. I mean, I, I don't know, man. The Dog Delusion says, Hey guys, I'm two ascensions away from having the two full main outfits from the sea, until, uh, which will then about to me... Uh, <laughs> that's a... That, I, that was not my fault. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to say that even ten ascensions in, it's really refreshing to have something to do in Aftercore other than decide whether to finish the Nemesis quest, stay in Aftercore for a basement, or just descend. You expressed some misgivings early on that you weren't sure whether people would see this as something to do or more fiddly bullshit that's excuse to get people into the sea. I just wanted to state my opinion that it's not fiddly, it's not bothersome, and I've enjoyed every single excursion into the sea that I've had so far. Perhaps that'll change once I've got all three outfits in triplicate, but for now I'm still enjoying the content. Thank you. Yeah, on the topic nice. of the sea, I know you've expressed various and mixed feelings about the sea and fishy effects. As I recall, your stated opinion, at the time of the opinion being stated, was that you wish you had either made fishy harder to get or implemented multiple adventures per click mechanic somewhere else, uh, or something like that. Instead of a presumptuous suggestion, I just had a few thought experiments. Please bear with me. One, uh, if the C costs one adventure per click and the pressure penalty for all zones was multiplied by a lot and fishy effects were changed to negate pressure penalties, how would that make you feel? I don't think that that would be... It's still a, it wouldn't a be bunch as... of negative 
crap. Yeah, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't feel any better to players, and it would be less mechanically satisfying. I think to just have one lever instead of two. Uh, two, if the sea costs remain the same and pressure penalties and fishy were kept the same, but more zones, perhaps in a new area or something, utilize the multi-adventure per click mechanic, how would you feel? Well, it's not about how I would feel. It's about how other people would feel. It's I mean, a thing that because it wasn't around early on or from the beginning or whatever, it, it causes friction when players suddenly get to a place where, wait, wait, now I have to use two adventures per click? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a big deal. You know, we, we learned our lesson from that. It's it's okay the way that it is now. And I think the thing is, it's dissatisfying to us from a balanced perspective that easy sources of fishy became the go-to way of doing it and it's sort of invalidating the whole sushi system. Right. But I think that's probably the only thing that's making it tolerable for players. So sure. it's, you know, we kind of can't both have what we want there and I would rather the players be happy than us be happy about a particular thing that's you know that's happening like there's always we we are always going to see you know the ravages of time subverting our intentions as a thing to be sad about but from the players point of view it's just it's just progress right uh, can we rename Khan a Jubilee says underscore was <laughs> no I think that's racist <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys ever see the television show Zubilee Zoo? No. Uh, um, no. It was creepy. It was <coughs> creepy. I have a feeling that that might be a show that awakened some furries. Um, that has had been of... long slumbering under the crust of the earth? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, in their sunken crypt beneath Disneyland. <laughs> um, I think Zubilee Zoo might have been on the Disney Channel or it might have been on PBS, but it was something my younger cousins watched, and I just remember it being just creepy people in animal costumes. Oh, whoa. Doing creepy things. And I guess it, I guess it was a zoo, so were the main characters also the exhibits? Is this, is this some and sort of like... Like a candle cove. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it might be. Did you know that Chris Straub wrote that? Yeah. Wrote the original one? Yeah. No. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Really? Yeah, it makes me happy. He's doing some horror comic, and he's like using that as his pedigree for writing a horror comic. That's no. fucking great. Yeah, no, I was I was pretty happy to find that out. Uh, Gulo Gulo says no. Gulo Oglu. <laughs> this is a different person. Gulo Oglu. Uh, Jick, I'm your neighbor, and wondered if you wanted to grab a beer somewhere if I buy, or you can, being the super successful game dev and such. I'm moving out of the country in a month. You may bring a chaperone. Okay, can hot stuff be that chaperone? Sure. Yes, let's do it. Uh, okay, right. And then uh, Jick writes, the show, the song I was trying to think of was Sir Duke, which is a good song. Uh, old One says, Zach, can you leave threads open longer so we can discuss the shows more? I wanted to talk about hip-hop in your Monday discussion, but the thread was closed. I just kind of cracked up when you said modern hip-hop and Puff Daddy in the same sentence. <laughs> I meant, like, post-80s hip-hop. I mean, I'm not talking about... Just the modern in the sense of the stuff that was around when I was a thinking adult as opposed to like currently modern. Did you I guess see that? That's that, what I call that period of history. The nineties <laughs> was the modern period. Did you see that birth certificate of hip hop that somebody posted to Twitter? No, it's pretty cool. It was like a, it looked kind of like a, either a poster or like a little index card. I couldn't, I couldn't tell what the scale was. And it was just like inviting people to this like party where, um, there were like some of the like the the very original like Bronx like hip hop artists were all and it was just like written in pen. 
That's neat. Uh, anyway, as long as this is the Thursday show, I'll ask the whole crew. What do you all think of rap? Rap seems to be an art form inescapably tied to violence, much the same as video games. Do you have any favorite rappers? Uh, you know, I only like the Beastie Boys and Snow and Vanilla <laughs> Ice and Coolio. <laughs> and, you know, uh, just the white rappers. <laughs> In front a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah nah, it's still really, white. I don't really like Frog. <laughs> There's actually. I really wish that we had gotten to this question when he was on the show. Oh, um, yeah. But, yeah, and I thought we would, but that show just went so long and so drunk. I really like Jurassic 5. Uh, um,. What else do I like? I like some, um, oh, it's going to take me a while to think of his name. Busta Rhymes. There's, I have some really good um, sure. yeah, Busta Rhymes mashups good. with best Busta Rhymes songs. There's also a really good, um, that just came out recently, a really good mashup album of Beastie Boys with the music tracks from uh, Jet Grind Radio, which is definitely worth looking up. I think it's called Jet Ill Radio. I feel like mashups are an even whiter kind of rap. <clears throat> huh. I mean, because I like Jay-Z, but yeah, I like Jay-Z. the Grey album. I like the Grey album more than I like yeah. the original yeah. the black Jay-Z album. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Um. Uh, Point Narf says, on last week's podcast, there was a siren in the background. Due to working in San Francisco <laughs> and listening to Idle Thumbs, this made me think, oh, right, they're in San Francisco now. This was immediately followed by Hot Stuff saying he doesn't think people can hear the sirens on other podcasts. I suppose I should actually post a question, so Hot Stuff, when's the last time you listened to a podcast at 1x speed? While listening to a podcast, do you ever stop, go back a bit, and listen to part of it at 1x speed? Why would I do that? Yeah, I don't know. You know what's weird? Our podcasts sound horrible to me at 1x speed, and other podcasts sound crazy at anything greater than 1x speed, Hmm. because I just... I you know what's coming. Well, I know what's coming, and I remember saying stuff, and I'm I'm all okay. I'm doing is like going back it, over. I do it. have a limited form of precognition, and so maybe. That's, oh, okay. So <laughs> you just always know what people are going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Did that come from listening to a podcast too fast? You fell asleep listening to a podcast at ninety nine x speed, <laughs> right. and then when you woke up, you I had knew, also I, been I, bitten I, by a radioactive spider. Yeah, and I and I just from that point forward, I knew all of the content in every other podcast that I was going to hear for the rest of my life. Oh, wow. That is a weird, um, I guess that explains why you are so, so enslaved by your backlog of podcasts. That's like, well, fuck, I know. Yeah. Like, I'm just, (laughs) I have to listen to all of these. It'll be a terrible time paradox if you don't. Well, it's it's not that you're, it's not that you've, uh, uh, no, have external knowledge of this stuff. You're just remembering from the future of having listened to it already, but not yet. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's one of those things where if I try to avoid like death by just stopping listening to podcasts, I know that I'm just going to age horribly, and I actually am just trying real, really hard to die with all of my friends instead of like <laughs> hundreds of, of hundreds years, of years later, yeah. right? With just, just with just alone. like a your your earbuds attached to the side of a portrait of you as a yes. young man. Like, <laughs> the it'll be the podcast of Dorian Gray and. Kevin's yeah. voice just gets older and older and creepier as the podcast goes on. Uh, Lokiator says, since Freddy Krugerans are far easier to obtain via non-combats, a thriving Krugerand non-combat economy is developed in trade. How do you feel about this? Did you intend for players to earn Krugerans primarily by combat drops as opposed to bartering for non-combat access? Or was getting players to interact and work together to obtain Krugerans part of the design plan for Dreadsylvania? 
I mean, again, it wasn't a thing that we designed for on purpose, but it was a thing that we acknowledged the inevitability of and were fine with. Yeah, that's, it I mean, that's sinking, why there's a hard limit It is them. sinking so much meat. And yeah, whenever you guys think about how easy it is, you have to see it from our perspective, which is that a million meat for every 50 of these. Yeah. Like, fuck yes. Do it all you want, guys. All you want. Second question, would you consider adding a Tales of Dread tab to the quest log, similar to the Hobo Kobo tab? Huh. Hmm. I guess. I mean, it's just not really how it works, right? It's just an item. Yeah. Um, Lilac says, have you considered modernizing the smile of Mr. A to give more relevant bonuses? It could be a cool update to an old item. It might inspire some donations, and it would make the act of smiling on somebody more concrete and meaningful. Plus, if the new smiles continue to use the gift box model, power creep arguments will be moot. Yeah, I'm not averse to that, but... <clears throat> yeah, that's interesting. Uh, Alpha Omicron says, one, Scrug-style banjo players do post their pinky and sometimes their ring finger on the head. Oh, well, okay. Two, you should learn to play Clawhammer since that's how I play. Well, that's presupposing that being like Alpha Omicron is one of my goals. Even one of my limited banjo goals. Wait, what? I did not understand that first sentence. Scrugs-style banjo players do post their pinky? Yeah, like on you, the head. you prop... Okay, so I... I always felt that I was doing a bad job of playing the banjo because I stuck with one of my old bad guitar habits, which is to rest my pinky on the head of it so that my hand stays in the same place. As opposed to the neck? No. On the head? As opposed to not. Wait, what do you mean on the head? The head of a banjo is like the drum part. It's like the body of the guitar. That's the, that the, is the head of a banjo, is the, is the, the snare drum. The plucking hand. Yeah. yeah okay, yeah, yeah. okay, okay. So... Yeah, so I thought you weren't supposed to do it, but apparently that's not a big deal. Because um, I always just felt like it mutes the, you know, it's just like playing a drum with your hand on it. It it's just probably, makes the it sound probably different. It has an impact on the sound, but yeah. maybe that's desirable yeah. in some cases. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Baz Brian says, Jick just thought my aunt microwaves fresh corn on the cob quite successfully. You know, I looked this up on the internet and it was a fucking revelation. We had so much <laughs> corn on the cob the other day and it was yeah. easy and it was good. It was good. Yeah. I, I partook in, in of uh, Jick's Largess. Yeah. So thank you. I'm pretty sure it was reading this that caused me to say, hey, Emily, look up on the internet how to microwave corn on the cob while I make something else. I had a similar revelation did. about throwing a, a baking sheet of bacon into the oven and just baking yeah. it instead of frying it. Baking baking bacon is pretty great. Like, Because you can also get it to just take whatever shape you want to. Um, so if you want to build that little bacon homunculus that you've always <laughs> wanted. <laughs> the bacon-unculus. Super, super easy. I have always wanted that. Um, but like I, I've, I've made bacon-wrapped dates, and it's just the bacon comes out really, really good in the, in the oven. That's uh, the way to go. RNG, he ate me, writes, Is there any way the folder holder can be made multiple per character? I'd love to have two or three set up for the right situations and pick up the appropriate one for the job I'm doing. Oh. No. It is, it is sort of technically impossible to do that, and we also don't want it to work that way because we want the folders to be consumables and they were made very easy to acquire with consumability in mind so yeah. no uh, let's see Scarfedin says uh, in response to talking about uh, solitary uh, players being uh, being I don't know wanting to kick me in the nuts about Dreslovania. He says, so I feel like I owe you an explanation for why I expressed this sentiment. And sorry, I came off as, sorry if I came off as an asshole. You totally didn't. 
Uh, in Hobopolis and the Slime Tube, there was very little in the way of rewards that practically and mechanically required other people to experience. The Slimeling and Caustic Nodules initially required help, but uh, then the game gets more monster level buffs that eventually stops. Uh, in Hobopolis, there's only a few really good items that require multiple people in cooperation, and I think that's okay. I think those items are suitable rewards for impressive acts of cooperation. What bugs me about Dreadsylvania is this time it isn't a few nice trinkets that reward competitive endeavors, but 15 new skills that seem to require cooperation for the sake of a co requiring cooperation. You know, I talked about this a little bit on, on Monday or maybe on the last Thursday show. The skills, the skills would not and could not exist if they didn't require three people to get them. Like, because the, the, the idea of this content <clears throat> is a machine that three dudes get into, and then the one in the middle gets something out of the ones on the, on the, on the left and the right. Yeah, and the combination of It skills. wasn't like, oh, let's put in this reward and then require cooperation. That never entered into our minds. Yeah. What entered into our minds was this idea we had for a machine that took three people to operate yeah. and that created these skills. So, like, they just, they couldn't exist. They couldn't exist, right? And, like, I, if you want them bad enough, you'll be able to just pay somebody to whitelist you into a clan and get them. Like, that is going to be a thing that will be available for years to come, and it will only get cheaper, you know? And, and I just, I, like, unless you have, like, some aversion to talking to people that you're not willing to overcome no matter how tempting the thing that you want the is. The fact that you're... Right? Like, it, it's... In the in the forums implies to me that, that you're gonna get this if you want it, right? Because it's not like you are so averse to interacting with the community that you're not willing to... Like, listen to the podcast or send in, yeah. a, send yeah. in a question to the show, right? So, like... I, but, I mean, I, I'm sympathetic with the, with no, so, the notion. So am I, but it's yeah. just... it's To me, it, it just represents a weird way of thinking about the thing. Is it, like... Because it re there was no other way to do it. Like, if we had done it to where it didn't require three people, it wouldn't have been the same thing, you know? And, I mean, I guess that's an argument that you can make to justify anything, but it's not... I feel like it, it, it... To you, it feels like this arbitrary gating, whereas to us, it feels like a, <coughs> a necessary part of the thing being what it is. And speaking as someone who is extremely single player oriented to the point where I mean I I freeze up just at the thought of multiplayer game content if if I can if I can navigate like getting over that to the point of getting into a clan full of random strangers in World of Warcraft in order to to see the new raid content that's been put out then I feel like anybody could do it because my my social phobia is nigh crippling, and I still manage to do, you know, multiplayer game content rather than I don't know rather than being rather than feeling excluded unfairly, I I stepped up to to do to you know to get to get into a clan that I could do that with. Yeah, I mean. So World of Warcraft has tools for uh, letting people. Sorry, I'm in the middle of doing something that somebody suggested in another <laughs> in a later question. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, they have tools for people who don't want to really ever talk to anybody else to play their multiplayer content because they realized that that was a thing. But we have tools for that too, and it's you know, it's whitelists and it's. It, 
I guess you do have to talk to people, right? It's the chat. So you do have to kind of do a little bit of the old school looking for group stuff. Right. Uh, Chamu says, very minor change request. Could you make the icon for On the Trail the same as the icon for Transcendental Faction? I play with the compact <coughs> effects list without their names, and I keep getting duration of smooth movements confused with my duration of On the Trail because they have the same icon. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just did. I just did that. That is a good idea. Um, that might be confusing for people. You think? Well, I mean, for it to suddenly be, change? It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be like, what is this? It, it's it. What is it? It's it. Huh. Okay. Uh, Fred Levi says, speaking of pronouncing words, or was that Monday or I forget? Did you know that the Reading Railroad from Monopoly is named after the train station in Reading, Pennsylvania, which is pronounced Reading instead of Reading? Uh, now you have a fun thing to talk about next time you play Monopoly and someone lands on Reading Railroad. I did know that. I don't know how I knew that. I think well, I only know re- that because somebody rainbow. told me while I was playing Monopoly. Yeah. It's Reading Rainbow Reading Railroad, right? Mm-hmm. That's, you didn't learn that as a... As a, a tongue twister in theater class. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Logan5 says, You guys are awesome and your game still rocks my socks off. Are they grip top socks? Uh, <laughs> my clan is still debating the optimal way to handle once per dungeon items in Dreadsylvania. What do you think of a mechanism that would allow clan members to donate these items back to the clan and have it show up in the dungeon log? I'm assuming you mean the loot distribution thing? I, I don't know if that's true. The, is it the. It's probably the non combat. The marks, I think, or is what marks. he said. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess maybe the. Yeah, I I mean, <clears throat> no, um, because the, well, I don't know. I guess they are like items. I we were always reluctant to do like mechanically required items in clan dungeons because it's weird to have it be an item that you can then run off with. Right. But in this, like, it's all they're all like sort of reusable, you know, and they're all like they're all in these optional things. They don't really gate progress, and I think it's just as satisfying. To like, like the idea that there is a special kind of thing that you get in Dreadsylvania that only works in Dreadsylvania, I think works really well. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I guess I can see why you want that. I, I do, though, think that it's a kind of a social problem that, you know, the way that you handle it is if somebody does something that you don't like, you tell them to stop. And then if they <laughs> don't, you kick them out of your clan. And, you know, you just maybe don't get to do everything as fast as you could if everybody was on the same page. But that's sort of how these things work, right? The better coordinated you are and the better you communicate, the more efficient you're going to be about getting through this stuff. Uh, being on the same page is a phrase that goes back to uh, the times of knights. <laughs> yeah, they were just double teaming there. <laughs> Their same squire. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, because you do sometimes hear it like, DPing a squire. <laughs> Uh, skewering. Now we're now we're now we're both <laughs> now we're both plowing the same field, uh, so to speak. Tuga says uh, first an orphan question you didn't get to in the seven twenty five thread. Why is there no chat command to auto sell? I'm guessing you won't get to it this time either. You know, like we never did one because it is potentially so destructive yeah. that false positives are likely to be really terrible for people. And it, you know, somebody <clears throat> somebody once a week we'll end up sending a bug report that's like the fuzzy matching on items caused me to auto sell all of something that was really important can i please have my you know four million clovers back and we would just say no and then that would make them real sad right um and so you know i mean we were resistant to the pulverized chat command yep um and I don't know if that really gets a lot of false positives, but that is a lot less of a thing than auto. Like that is a less 
often used thing that auto selling like, would be some, even even as late recently as a couple of days ago somebody was like why did p the the, the word pie p-i-e fuzzy <laughs> match for some object in the game doesn't even can, can, can include those and it's because the plural starts with pieces of, yeah it was like lime and <clears throat> pickle flavored chewing gum yeah um yeah because it has to match plurals or otherwise People get you'll it. type a sentence that totally makes sense and that should be obvious what it means except that because it's using the plural form of an item. Yeah. Like the, that is a kind of thing where you have to, you have to pick a way of doing it and yeah. it's not always going to be the most sensical way for every person. Or for every situation. Like, like there are times when you're probably very glad that you didn't accidentally just like type in something and sell everything in your inventory, you know. Uh, second, Hot Stuff asked what we thought of the level range for Dreadsylvania. Sitting at 27 and Aftercore, I enjoy it quite a bit. Given some of the other parameters, though, it's kind of a pain. The great thing about Hobopolis is that you could kill the sorceress, break the prism, spend a day or two of turns in your clan's instance, ascend, and maybe get some gear out of it. You can't do that with Dread, at least not cheaply. It'd be fine if there weren't skills to be had in Dread, which need karma from ascending. The level of the monsters drive players to remain in Aftercore at high level, while the skills available drive players to reascend to get karma. Compounding this is the fact that after playing for six years, I quit for two and missed the Valhalla revamp, so I'm not sitting on 15,000 bank karma like some people are. But they're spilt the skills are reacquirable right so you can get them sure stay in stay in aftercore for a long time using them and then you know you you don't get to perm them all on your next run but you can just get them again by the time they're relevant to you right i mean it's not i don't i don't think that it's like i don't think that it's it's fair to characterize it as like a machine whose purpose is to give people conflicting goals which you know, I mean, not it that, depends not on that how this feels like an allegation of that. Dungeon but. 2, right? Like, Yeah. Uh, and then Dogtog wrote some Word Realms fanfic that I have that I have yet to read. But uh, C.D. Moyer says it's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, C.D. Moyer said it was good. And let's see. Bumcheek City says, can I get the clan whitelist page paginated? The BAFH is now unwieldy and I can't change ranks or boot anyone from the whitelist page. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah that's a problem. Because there's some threshold at which certain browsers will stop paying attention to form elements and once a page Jesus. gets too many of them yeah it this happened before on some other thing right. and we had to we had to paginate it it's just paginating things is so fucking boring <laughs> that it's <laughs> like i just it, it, like uh, uh, it's just like no oh, man it's like d- days when i have to do something like that or I'm assuming this is true for C.D. Moyer too. It's like, oh right, this is a fucking job, <laughs> right? Like this is not like crazy happy fun life where everybody makes video games and everything rules. This is like, oh right, there's some just boring shit that I have to do that is not fun at all. Right. <clears throat> uh, Canifier Forty says you guys will be recording this on the 14th, so new challenge path rollover. Discuss the new path, given that we'll be unable to listen to this until after it's available. Uh, I think it'll be fun and you guys will like it and we'll talk about it a lot on Monday yeah, I think it, to- it totally is back to school yeah and it's um, it was all Scully basically yeah uh, except for the the itemization was me and hot stuff right um, but yeah the, I mean, that was but it was still basically his plan we just sort of expanded on it a little bit well he didn't <clears throat> he only spindled well, yeah, no. I mean, he he he, only, he conceived I mean, of like his, a quarter, his idea, a quarter yeah, like his of the items. General yeah. general idea, and then we were like, okay, well, let's make yeah. this. I, but I mean, it was also like to be fair, like that's how we generally divide sure. up the work, right? It's like he'll come up with these the, the sort of general structure of the thing, and here are the monsters, and here are things that they might drop, and then we 
figure out how to yeah. make them into things that this is you know. it's it's neat because it's a totally different take on what a challenge path is and i'm curious to see how yeah. people respond yep uh how goes that daily dungeon revamp you know it's it's sitting like 95 percent done and i i expect that i will roll it out within a week or so of the clan dungeon going out the only thing that's missing on it is uh giving item drops to the monsters that are in there and that is just a matter of me going through the brainstorming lists that we did and putting them in there um i think people are probably gonna hate it i hope not yeah but uh it'll be fairer uh from day to day and it will it'll take a little longer and there will be ways uh, to make it faster in softcore that aren't available in hardcore which is a little little sad um and it is it uses adventure.php so there'll be a lot less goofiness surrounding it um king bobson says i'm pretty sure you've been over this with hilarious grimoire but will there be we're a little bit will there be new folders in future areas thematically it seems appropriate but it also doesn't feel like something you guys would do uh, there are new folders in the challenge path right uh but beyond that no yeah uh, also how come wads nuggets and powders are usable on their own but clusters aren't did we mean for them to be did we did we, we mean to make them like slightly more I mean we were talking about it but I don't know if we ever did. You know, clusters on their own could just give you effects that tune your damage. Or it could be right, they could just be files. <laughs> yeah. Uh let's see. Red Menjo says, now that you finished the C completed a clan dungeon and are well on your way to revamping the quests, uh, I guess we have to find something else to bother you about. Are you planning a clan warfare revamp? Eh, let me think about it sometimes. Have you figured Planning out a way to balance it around guilds word. of different sizes? No. Yeah. I mean, or although maybe through brackets or grouping clans together into, say, Dyspepsi-Cola and Cloaca-Cola factions. The problem is that clan size is very mutable right? Uh, from moment to moment. There's a lot of problems with clan warfare. Yeah, there really are. Uh, Sandwich Dew says, Hey guys, some questions and comments. Any chance of adding name generators for the Dreselvania monsters in the Game Inform whatever dungeon names to asymmetric.net? No, uh, not for a while, at least, because those are those are part of the content, right? So letting it, letting you just get as many of them as you want effortlessly devalues them as Cur- part like of the, yeah, as part of content. like currently <clears throat> relevant content. Uh, dances with farts, best bugbear name ever. That damage cap can be a bitch at times, but I laugh so hard at that name. And whoever came up with a sleaze zombie that says bub. But I think I forgot to breathe for a few <laughs> seconds after reading that. Dreadlevania is awesome, and I look forward to seeing what's coming up next in the kingdom. Well, thanks, buddy. Uh, Costanza Faust just says he found out there's a North Korean labor camp called Jik Dong. <laughs> uh, wow. Uh, F says that MC Frontalot song you played on the last podcast touched on such a nerve that I now started buying his music. I am not a man toy for my wife. Uh, edit. I hope you enjoy my new avatar, but I'm not allowed to talk to you about it. <laughs> That's great. What what is it? It's a Crimson Guard Crest. Just wow. It's got a Buffalo Wild Wings logo on the shield. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh man. We need to do a we need to do a Crimson Guard world event. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe this question should be answered by Riffin' Hot Stuff when Jit goes for a beer, but uh, Mr. Knee writes, uh, I don't, I'm not drinking tonight because I was all hungover today. Did the company make a huge loss with Word Realms, or did the Kickstarter funds make you break more or less even? By loss, I mean the cost of wages paid for the time it took to make, etc. Well, that's the only metric by which you would 
judge whether it was a loss or not, right? The, <clears throat> the overwhelming majority of the money that gets spent by a company is spent on salaries unless, In most unless it's a super weird, like if it's just like a one-man operation. Um, uh, no, it lost a shitload of money. Like, it, Yeah, easily th- three times over what we have made so far. Yeah. From it, including the Kickstarter and direct sales. Yeah. Uh, if the Let's Players weren't interested, will we see the game sold as part of a Humble Bundle package? I mean, we have zero control over whether that ever happens. And yeah. I suspect probably not. Well, I mean, there is a small chance. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like... I think what will make the difference is if we randomly end up at a party with the Humble Bundle guys and they like us and we, yeah. you know, we, we I mean, manage I, to convince them. I am them continuing that, you know, to you try are. to get yeah, sure. the word out. I mean, I went no, out I to a meeting today to try to, like, work no, on marketing stuff. So it's no. like, it's... It, 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 you know, it's still possible that it will amount to something, yeah. you know. And I hope <clears throat> I hope it does. I'd like, I'd like to be able to... I'd like to be able to explore more of the stuff that I was thinking about for years as what would be cool to do with that world, you know? But it's like, we can't just sink the company making something that no one wants. <laughs> uh, Wax says, how do you decide what questions to answer or not answer? Sometimes it's random. Uh, sometimes it's all of them. Uh, Barbarian Folder Holder says it increases physical damage. Does this mean damage with attacks or does that include physical damage of weapon at Apostle Lord? I think that's supposed to say weapon damage. I believe I just hard coded. I just hard coded that because it was a weird enchantment. It's that one that gets stronger as you. Oh right, yeah. As you, are as you take damage. Uh, I like the art for Mark of the Zombie, buddy. Uh, I also like Mark, who is a zombie. Uh, let's see. And he asked if the Mark tattoos do anything. Since you're not a woman, when you say yes, I will understand it to not mean no. Uh, they don't do anything. I mean, most almost almost no tattoos do something. Uh, Glory to Arstotska. Uh, I refuse to take the <laughs> risk that you won't get the reference. So have you played Papers Please yet? No, I haven't. Uh, the Erosion personally played it, but I watched a pretty good Let's Play of the uh, of an early version of it that was funny. Riff, your personality is broken. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, because I, I found the entire it funny? point. Uh, the entire point of Papers, Please, is to play it yourself. To watch and feel horrible. Else yeah, play it is yeah. so weird. Uh, sorry, I want to. I want to run. Uh, fuck, we're gonna run We've out got of these minutes questions. Left. We've got zero minutes left. The erosion seeker says, "Hey, Jack, am I the only one who's a little conflicted on the name for muscle class MP? I mean, yeah, so it's muscularity, but doesn't that sound a bit odd? And then he suggests menergy, which no, nope, 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 nope. That's sexist. Uh." Jick and Co, back to KOL after an unplanned hiatus, and so pleased to be back, says Kelha. All for the new content and uh, revamps are fantastic, and I know you hear that a lot from returners, but it needs to be said. Love all your work. Please keep it up. A few things. Uh, am I alone in despising the kings of Leon? No. No. I mean, it sucks that we used to be KOL, and then we weren't KOL anymore, but whatever. Uh, and then he talks about how much he likes uh, Kung Fu Hustler and Master of the Surprising Fist, and wants it to be better than other sets of skills because they are fun uh and you know that does kind of suck but something's always going to be the best all right we're not going to get through this thread i'll just keep it going for the next show and we're going to go roll out a challenge path yeah on i'm gonna go cough some more equals equals and then, uh, and then we'll uh, in a little while we'll record a video games hot dog, and it'll be great. And it's really hot in here, and I shouldn't have closed that window. You should you should just take off uh, your jeans and put on some shorts. No, no, not gonna do that. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> have a great week, everybody. <laughs>